Welcome to the We Shape Podcast. I'm Katie. I'm here with Nina and Tyler. What's up? I can barely hold my tongue right now because we were just talking about something that we might roll into the pod. I don't think we should. Mm, well, now everyone's going to be upset. You yeah. can't start like that. All right, let's see what happens, okay? Oh, man. You have to restart. <laughs> well, Not, I was just talking I about good. how I watched the documentary on well, hold HBO. Hold on. You were talking about how you want to draw a card, right? Oh, and then well, I was yeah, like, I do well, want to Katie's doing tarot reading, and then we got to the Miss Cleo tarot reading. If you guys ever saw that back in like the probably the '90s, right? Or no, it was like a 2000s. huge thing, and I watched a documentary on her on HBO. She's actually a fascinating woman. I think she has passed away, unfortunately. Mm. But the documentary was really interesting about how like people would call into the psychic hotline, and like there would be like legitimate like I don't know energy readers or psychics but then there'd be people who were not and they would just read a script and i was like how oh is god. that legal oh Ooh, geez. yeah anyway yeah. i mean that does not seem right it was it was the early <laughs> 90s everything was different um but i do want to pull a card this is not about clairvoyance <laughs> this is about uh self-love and taking care of yourself i did this so. on the last episode uh Trisha Hershey is the um, owner of the Nat Ministry on Instagram. She has a wonderful book called Rest is Resistance. It just brings such perspective onto like toxic grind culture. And uh, Nina got me this amazing <laughs> deck for my birthday. I was like, I didn't even know she had a deck, but she must have just came out with it when you bought it. I pre-ordered it, girl. Oh, damn. <laughs> You're well a good done. friend. Jeez. Well um, so I've been reading. The, I read one on the last one. I'm gonna read one. I, I just love pulling from the deck. So are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm Actually, ready. why don't you pull one? Ooh. Oh, I did the last one. Let the universe decide. Okay, okay, here we go. What do we need to hear today? Do you want me to read it? Oh, please. I will daydream a little. I will make space. Mm. The ability to imagine has been stolen from you. It is radical to tap into a daydreaming practice. You must imagine what is possible. Your rest is possible. Thriving in rest is possible. Crafting space for rest is possible. Nothing can heal without imagination. It is your hope and desire to dream yourself free from grind culture. Oh, man, that is beautiful. Mm. She that does a lot beautiful. of stuff like that where, yeah, her book, I just can't say enough good things about her book. And I love the, her, it's an easy read. It's straightforward. She gets to the point. I just I can't say enough good things about her. Maybe one day my dream will come true and she'll be on the podcast. Well, I think this kind of kind of can relate to what we we're going to talk about today because she's talking about imagination being stripped from us, and mm. I find that so many people get stuck in a belief system, and part of that's because as a kid we're talking about our imagination, we're talking about our ideas, and and people don't foster creativity. Yeah, right? like, get your feet on the ground. Yeah, get your feet on the ground. <clears throat> sit in the chair. Sit still. This person's a bad kid if they're if they're creative, if they're out there and stuff like that. And to me, it's like the greatest disservice that we're doing to our children and to future generations is not letting them express and foster their creativity. Because ultimately, what happens when you give yourself uh, permission to express your creativity is you give yourself permission to think thoughts, right? Yeah. If you if you're not if you're not giving yourself permission to be creative, you don't give yourself permission to think thoughts, right? You you just kind of settle into what everyone else told you to think, and then you wake up one day and you're like, "Here's where I am right now, and here's who I am." Or you have who to am I? It. Yeah, or yeah. who, or who am I? And it's this concept you know? that we've talked about on the podcast before, where when you participate in something and you're getting validation from other people, mm. that it's really hard to check in with yourself to see if you actually feel fulfilled with that belief. Mm. And so like a perfect example of this is when I was a health nut and I was getting so much praise for that, but really it was a really toxic behavior that I was you know, participating in and wasn't serving me physically, emotionally, socially, anything. Uh, well, actually it was serving me socially because the, the, the culture told me that I was 
doing it all right because yeah, I was so hell done. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that but, brings us to what we were going to talk about today, right? Yeah. So our topic today, we don't have a guest, um, mm. but this will be the it's last quality e- time. <laughs> 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 this will be the last episode for a while that people will just hear the three of us because we have guest book out almost for the rest of the year. So I want to just kind of settle in and enjoy this. Like, you know, we might not be just the three of us for a little while here. Definitely not because by the time Ruby is on the way. Um, Can we do a baby cast? Please. <laughs> well, let's see how she's feeling after. Okay. All right. We'll well, what, are we, what are we talking about today? Let's get, let's get um, to it. Today we wanted to talk about how to deal with your body changing. And mm-hmm. I thought like this is just, I'd love to have like a male perspective on this. I'd love to have the pregnancy journey perspective. I'd love to have you know i'm knocking on 40s door like let's talk about like as we age you know what are some of the expectations what are some of the messages that we get that probably don't serve us through the culture through our friends through maybe even family through our upbringing so i don't know where we want to start i mean maybe we we start with your experience so far nina because i think it's really interesting that our a lot of our friendship over the last 15 years i I think it is okay yeah sorry at least 13 okay it was was really rooted in what diet are we doing this week and what what trend are we doing this week and oh what about this beauty thing and that what do you not like about yourself yeah so how can we change it and again it was validated and is still validated by our culture and then we've slowly over time organically shifted the ways that we connect it's not really in those things anymore and we have a lot of food freedom now and we're breaking some of these toxic patterns and obviously the work that we do here really supports that so I feel so much gratitude for that um, but what has that been like for you as you've been pregnant and as you're like going through your body changing and like what messages have surprised you from the culture and oh man yeah I mean it's so fascinating to me because I think that we all are given messages from society around us that like we're actually not supposed to change like mm. I know for a long time when I was on a dieting journey like my goal weight was like when I was I don't know 15 maybe like not even a fully grown you know adult at that point but I was like well I was that weight at one point so I can get back there right you have the <laughs> belief that you're going to return to some prepubescence yeah. like level you know i'm like well you know i'm, I'm 30 now or I'm, excuse, I'm 35 now but at the time though thinking like that was the ideal like i should just never have changed from that spot mm-hmm. that i was at and if i could just get back there and i think we hear that all the time from women like well i want to wear my jeans from high school i want to be how i was at my whatever 10-year reunion like they have like this goal that was like definitely at a time in their life that maybe a lot of factors were really different and um, we're constantly kind of like seeking to be something that we're not today and not accepting where we are today. And I think it's really also interesting because bodies like are going to change no matter what we do. Mm-hmm. Like regardless if you matter, say the exact same body size your you're entire existence, age. you're going to age. You're going to have different ability. Like I know people will say, God, I have an injury, but I was an athlete and mm. I used to be able to do this stuff. Oh, and I'm going to touch on that one big time. I'll let you, yeah. I'll let you have that one. Yeah. But I just, yeah, that, that'll be a great topic to get into. But it's like so hard. Our bodies change whether we think we can control them or not. Yeah. And I think that's a kind of, a, to some degree, an illusion that like we're able to, to, and that leads me into what I want to say about being pregnant is like, man, if hormones haven't put me in the passenger seat and been mm. like, sit the hell down. <laughs> Um, you know, obviously I feel very privileged to be able to be pregnant and I'm super excited about the experience of raising a child, but like, holy cow, I thought it'd be a lot more like the movies, Mm. (laughs) you know, like maybe you, you get a little sick one day and then you kind of feel fine. And then it's just like, and then there's a baby. Wow. How cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely not like that. And, um, I'm a very, you know, independent young woman and I really like pride myself on that. And 
man, I have had to slow down and mm-hmm. accept a lot of things about not only physical changes about like, oh, I look really different than I used to look or my body um, moving in ways that I'm not used to like or feeling like I can't do things I used to be able to do. And it's like humbling and sometimes really uncomfortable. Um, asking for help is really hard. We talk about that on the podcast all oh, the man. time. Mm-hmm. So like this touches your body changing, touches like so many avenues of your life because yeah. it affects your mental state. Um, But, you know, predominantly, I think if I look back on messages from the culture that I want to touch on as a pregnant woman, you know, you're supposed to gain weight, but not too much. (laughs) And your doctors are giving you messages around whether that's good or bad. And sometimes kind of in a shamey type of way, which is really complicated and kind of because you're looking to them as the authority figure in your journey. You're like, okay, I'm doing it wrong. Mm. And in a lot of ways, you're not really doing that much. You're kind of just sitting again in that passenger seat of my body's changing and it's doing these things and I can't control all of them. Um, And then secondarily, what I really want to bring attention to is, you know, we celebrate women's bodies when they're pregnant. We're like, wow. And they want to touch your belly and like, you're so cute. You're glowing. You're this, you're that, you get a lot of positive generally. But I think the moment we become postpartum, they're like, mm, could you like not wear a bikini though? Cause those stretch marks are kind of, kind of crazy. Oh, could man. you, you know, not do this or that. And for instance, like I know for a fact, my um, abdominal muscles have separated quite a bit, um, which is something called diastasis recti. Lots of people get it, but it's not really something many people talk about until they experience mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But like, that's going to take a lot of rehab and a lot of like hard work for my body to go back. So like that bounce back that like whatever mm-hmm. that we're expected to do. Um, and I hear people talk about it all the time. Oh, don't worry. She bounced back. Like, or there's people so who are really who are really like showing that like look at my body I just had a baby six weeks ago I don't and even I'm like, look like I had a baby yeah and you're like oh. is it really wrong to look like you had a baby like you had a baby yeah your organs have completely reorganized themselves like I'm actually like probably gonna wrap it up because I can barely breathe yeah because <laughs> like everything's so squished and there's not that much space and it's also a miraculous thing and so like to feel celebrated but also know like right around the corner everyone will be like okay cool could you like you know cover that up a little bit though. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's really sad. It's strange to be really celebrated and have people have that excitement for you and then know that like in just a couple of months or a week or whatever long, you'll be able to be like, oh, I don't really feel so good in my body and no one's going to be celebrating that part of those changes. And so like I have to really lean in and say, I can celebrate these changes. Yeah. My body did this really amazing thing. Well, it's one person in one perspective at a time that will, no one, again, I say this a lot, but like we're not born with these values. Yeah. We're taught these values. So like just as we have this uh, preconceived idea that women have to quote unquote bounce back or have a certain body type post pregnancy, that is a trained belief. That is, we could just have easily been trained to like celebrate that body for the rest. Like it's crazy. So so it's one person at a time taking that new belief in on themselves. Yes. And that eventually will, will change. I stumbled across, which, you know, I wasn't, um, this isn't a belief that I hold by any means, but <clears throat> I stumbled across like a Pinterest article, I want to say, and it was like how to have a belly only pregnancy. <gasps> and it was like basically kind of talking about how to how to only gain weight where it's just the baby. <laughs> like, you know, you're not going to gain any other body fat, which you actually need to sustain a really healthy yeah, pregnancy. Crazy. And I was like, what a sad thing that someone would be navigating this really large change where you have very little control. And then also trying to maybe diet at the same time. Like it just was, it was mind boggling to me. So a lot of permission, a lot of grace. Um, the way I've been showing up is just really um, reminding myself I'm in the passenger seat right now. And what a great <laughs> reminder for everybody else who knows a person in their life who is pregnant or postpartum to like understand like there is always something that you can offer somebody that maybe they would love to hear, right? Like yeah. what a beautiful experience that you went through and like, 
how can I support you? And your body is this beautiful, amazing thing that gave birth to this human being. That's the other thing that I get. There's so much pressure on women. And like, we make all the people. <laughs> like, like, can we just acknowledge that for a second? Like, if all women said, we're not participating in this anymore, and the way we're revolting around this is we're not going to have the people anymore. <laughs> all the people are gone in one generation. The economy is not looking great. <laughs> like, no. it, it's just like, the, the, when you really pause and think about the power that females have, we do not execute in that. We do not live in that power. Because if yeah. we did, we'd be like, you got a problem with that? No more people. And then everyone's like, no, we love your body. No, we, you know, I mean, it's like, it's, mm. we have so much power that we do not live in. I was just talking with a friend about this the other day. And so just to give yourself permission to live in that power, one, you know, woman at a time will, I think, that cascades through the cultural values. So I'm trying to hit the beach this summer, like in a bikini, even if I feel uncomfortable, because the messages are loud, right? Like yeah. I am going to probably walk through some difficulty around my body being so different after baby comes. Yeah. And I'm also going to try really hard to hold the lantern high and say, yes, my body changed because of this thing that's happened to me and that I've done. And I'm not going to hide it and be ashamed of it. And like, I want someone else to be able to say, she's on, on the beach having fun. She's enjoying her body and her life. I don't get tomorrow like or I don't you know tomorrow's not promised I guess is what I'm trying to say and I certainly don't want to miss out on beach days with my future child because of the fact that I felt uncomfortable and just another time that I'm going to insert this reminder for everyone <laughs> everybody is a beach body yes yeah. like that Put a swimsuit on your body it's a it's a it, beach body everybody and I can is pretty a beach much body. guarantee you're not wearing like a two-piece or one-piece I mean no right no I got no you gotta get tan you, you gotta get tan yeah and he's gonna wear a thong out on the beach no matter what right? I'm available I think for this. I, it's so important you're mentioning something really big and I think just from a male perspective it's an interesting perspective to hold which is like um I think that society tells us we have to look a certain way I yeah. think society tells all these things that you guys said are super true and, and to be totally frank it breaks my heart and even I'll just say it on 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 the air like it breaks my heart to think that I was so stuck in that system and so conditioned that system that I couldn't support Katie better in those ways like yeah. I just I didn't plain and simple I, and I now that I reflect on it, I go fuck I would have done things way differently had I known what I know now um, but what I was gonna say is that this self-confidence is like insanely attractive right and it's it, it's irrespective of someone's look it's irrespective of how somebody looks, like what weight they are, what size they are, what anything. If somebody shows up and they're just like, dude, I love me and I, I appreciate my body and I'm able to hold that space for myself, it's like magnetic. It, and again, irrespective of looks, I think that a lot of women think that if they don't look a certain way, that men are going to look at them and be like, oh, you know, I don't find you attractive. But the reality is you can have a model out there who, who lacks confidence and you can tell is coming from this place of like um, insecurity. And there's there's like a, a lack of attraction there because you're like, wow, this is all coming from this place of insecurity. And, and like, like somebody, I just have to pause you. Yeah. Do you really want to be with a guy who like holds that standard for you? I just really want to. No, sure. I'm not available yeah. for you. Like, I think that and that this is Nina and I talk about this a lot uh, around sort of this um, women are a part of this, the internalized oppression of how females are held in the culture. <clears throat> and like we can each look back and see how we were a part of that system. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. oh, OK, like if I'm this way, then this person will find me attractive and then I will get validation from that person. And like. That is feeding into that system. Like that, yeah. women are women in a lot of ways are, um, especially as we're talking about carrying babies and postpartum bodies. Like, 
we are victims of the culture in that, but we also participate in it, right? right. And so, yeah. and it uh, takes doing what you're saying. Go to yes. the damn beach in a g-string yeah. with confidence, <laughs> and then some some other lady but goes, wanna, "I'm gonna do that," and I some other lady goes, "I'm gonna do that," and that's when it starts to change the whole entire. And what I want to say about that too is like, I, and I, I, it's so easy to say, "Oh, cultivate confidence," and and you know, just accept yourself for what you sure. are. And that's easy. really a lot harder to do than than to say. And what I kind of mean uh, when I make that comment about wanting to go to the beach with my child is not um, that I want to go and be like necessarily flaunting a body I feel different in or whatever, but more or less in the sense of, I am not gonna allow a change in my physical form to keep me from having fun and accepting mm. the fact that my body moves, that I survived a long year of, of discomfort and pain and whatever and brought this child into the world, and then I wanna have fun with her and I wanna go do things with her and I don't wanna be like, well, don't take a picture of me. I don't, And then I, I wanna have those memories, like regardless of it, I look different or feel different than I used to. Like, I just don't think, I think we rob ourselves sometimes. Totally, you gotta that lean experience. in, because you're afraid. You're afraid <laughs> the judgment you got to lean in like uh, i'm like who cares what but who? i i, I want to pause you know, because i do feel like i want to really hear what nina said it's really easy to say lean in yeah just be confident but yeah. like no no i'm not saying just be confident like let me tell you a personal story of my own experience in this right so i was an overweight kid and i remember when i first joined the gym i was like kind of insecure i was like i don't really want people looking at me i don't want to think and i'm sitting there going which okay. is such a normal way to it's, feel yeah and i was like no i'm here to like i'm here to show up for myself i'm here to like exercise i'm here to try and like well, at the time i'm here to change the way i look right um and i also feel but um one of the things i recognized was if my thought processes are all wrapped up in what everybody else thinks about me mm -hmm. then i'm not going to be focused on what i'm here to do right so i was like how do i change this like, I have insecurity. How do I show up differently? Well, I'm just going to go out there and just be the zaniest bastard in this gym <laughs> so that I know people are looking at me and I just let it go. So I put on mm -hmm. silly, like, 80s workout gear and I would go work oh out in that stuff and be like, okay, you're going to you're gonna look at me and I know I look like a fool, but I'm going to get comfortable in this position. Wow. And that really builds the ability to be anything you want to be around people with their eyes, with their judgment, and be able to say, ah, I'm and still going to do And that totally, it. totally work for someone. Like, yeah. it sounds like it was very effective for you. I think the perspective I'm trying to offer, though, is that I don't... I don't think I can cultivate confidence overnight and say, yeah. I am totally comfortable in this body. It's yeah. super totally. different than I've ever felt before. But what I do want to do is I practice that body neutrality and yeah. that body like acceptance and say, I experienced something that changed the way I physically look and that that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that I'm not going to try and hide that that happened. Mm. Because that's what I mean by lean is not hide, not run away from the fear. I'm not going right? to hide that happened. I'm going to still up show regardless. up and I still want to have pictures. You know, people, I have friends who are like, oh, I didn't do maternity photos because I felt so big and uncomfortable. And I'm like, but you want to remember that Aww. it happened, mm. you know? Like, so anyway, I think just a lot of acceptance, a lot of kindness towards self and not having a like, idea that like you need to like love it. You can accept something and still mm. not love it. Yeah. But you can um, appreciate the experience in the sense that you cannot let it cause you like suffering and pain. Mm. Yeah. Just practicing acceptance because bodies are going to change. Regardless of me being postpartum soon, I'm also going to get way older. My, you know, like all kinds of things can happen and change in the next the lifetime I'm going to live. And I want to be able to still enjoy the moments I have. And I think that this is bringing a really valuable point in terms of what I really hope people get from We Shape is just permission to be themselves. Mm -hmm. And somebody might be on their journey as they have a postpartum body or as they age or as they do different things where they don't feel as comfortable yeah. to like be like, you know, they might say, oh, I, I, I hear this perspective, but I'm still not feeling all the way ready to lean in all the way. And I just want to say we accept that too, yeah. right? So yes. I, 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 I think the biggest thing that I want to offer here in this space is like non-judgment and acceptance of whatever people choose along the way. Like yeah. all of us are going to choose how we react to aging, to postpartum bodies, to 
uh, our mm. body's changing. Like all of us are going to get to choose what that means for us. Yes. And I just want to offer acceptance of whatever you reach for while also offering permission that whatever that is, we accept it. <laughs> like that's okay. You yeah, know, I, I totally agree with that. And I want to say, and I want to say <laughs> that when you feel the fear and you decide to go a different way, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But usually the fear is a sign that you're kind of onto something. You're kind of onto something that if you face that fear, it will help you grow. Right. If we if we get fear and we never face it, we never end up growing. We end up just kind of staying small. And so I just want people to realize that fear and um, and all these thoughts that enter your mind before you might make a decision like this. Um, you know, the more we can say, oh, I see you. Right. Yeah. And what does fear stand for? Right. False expectations appearing real. Right. So most of the time when we're afraid of something, it's because we have an expectation of what's going to happen when we do it. And then if we actually go out and do it, what we find is rarely is our expectation accurate. Right. Yeah. And so instead of um, running away because we're afraid, you know, just give yourself permission to feel the fear and say, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll lean in anyways. You know what I mean? I, I like that. And the last thing I want to say before we move on to someone, one of, the, of you is, um, you know, I I uh, oh shit, my brain just went pregnant brain and totally left me. It's <laughs> OK. I need like a buzzer button. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about your pregnancy so far because Nina is the like thousand miles per hour. She can talk so fast and like and just like make so many connections and she holds so many facts in her mind. Like I read something and like ten minutes later I'm like, wait, what did I just read? And she's like, oh, back in 1992 <laughs> they did this study and they found that ten. Per- and I'm like, whoa, encyclopedia. And so my favorite part about the pregnancy is now we're just on the same page with it's your pregnancy it's brain. It's we're just rough. we're just we're we're at the same page. We're on the same page. Oh, it came back to me. Okay. All right, we got it. <laughs> um, is that when people you know when we go to the beach or we are in the environment where we feel uncomfortable, I think we get really hung up on what people think about us. That's a really normal reaction, right? And I can literally promise you, if you're listening to this message right now, like, you think about yourself so much more than other people do. Oh, and you judge yourself like, so much more. I promise you, if you're like, oh, I, I wonder if I don't look as good in this outfit or if people are thinking about that, they're thinking about themselves. They, mm. they are definitely thinking about themselves. And that gives me a lot of, you know, sometimes I feel sad about it. But also, what a permission and freedom to remember, this isn't really going to matter that I went to the beach in this outfit or I did this thing or like maybe you embarrass yourself and you're like, oh my God, everyone saw that. I remember I fell up the stairs once in college and I was like, everyone thinks I am the stupid. And then, like, no one even remembers that. Zero people remember that except for me. Yeah. So anyway, that's, I think that's, that's a really good I wanted to offer. And I also think, like, if you're a man listening to this, like, there's a there's there's an allyship that I think a lot of people identify as female need, which is holding perspective that carrying a baby and having a baby and having your body change over time should be held with a lot more respect and reverence and kindness. And um, I think that if you have a partner who's going through that and like being able to lean into those anchors of reverence and respect and kindness for them is is huge because I think that there is also this toxic masculinity that creeps in. It's like, look at my wife. Look at how she bounced back. And it's like, whoa, like that's feeding the culture so bad. So like women who have babies are like under a tremendous amount of stress and pressure as they navigate motherhood. And now many of us are navigating careers like the last thing we need is a partner who gets a lot of joy out of the fact that their body looks how society thinks it should look. So even if that is happening, like maybe we don't, maybe we don't like praise it, praise that. Maybe yeah. we, we hold a deeper reverence and respect for what just happened. <laughs> Remember women make all the people. <laughs> so let's hold a, let's go a little deeper than like Instagram and like hold a little bit of reverence and respect for that. If, if we can all, female, male, if we can all leave this conversation with that concept, I feel like our work here is done because we just have go straight to the like, well, what does she look like? And I'm like, 
what about any we what about all the things Sherbati just did so yeah we're here for you and we're <laughs> gonna hold that reverence and respect but Thanks, i'm guys. so i'm so glad that you're also holding that for yourself that is yeah. the most powerful thing you can do yeah. that Absolutely. is the most and powerful being, thing you can do being a part of this process here at we shape is such a huge part of that i mean gosh we do so much work around it all the time it set a great groundwork for me to be able to walk through pregnancy and then hopefully postpartum with yeah. grace it's big yeah hey there if you're enjoying the we shape podcast and you've heard us talk about we shape before then you're probably thinking to yourself hey what is we shape well at we shape we create personalized at home workouts for every single one of our members these are workouts where every single movement is customized to you to help you connect with your body and care for your body in a much more meaningful way we also have a community of people there to support you to help uplift you as you examine your beliefs set new intentions and again start showing up for yourself as an act of self-care rather than trying to do your workouts as an act of self-judgment and hey if you're a fan of the podcast we also do a live podcast discussion group on zoom as well as other q a's as well as free challenges for all of our members to help you get motivated to actually start taking action to caring for yourself so you can feel better in your body and about your body so if you want to try WeShape for free for two full weeks go to weshape.com backslash podcast and you can get started today I wanted to share a rule that someone told me a long time ago that's really helpful for when we think we're receiving self-judgment, like you had just talked about. And it's the 20, 40, 60 rule, right? And it goes like this. At 20 years old, you think everyone's thinking about you, right? <laughs> you're like out there and you're like, they're judging me. They're thinking about me. At 40 years old, you finally go, you know what? Screw this. I'm not going to care about what anybody else thinks about right. me. And at 60 years old, you go, holy crap. They were thinking about themselves the whole time. They weren't <laughs> even thinking about me at all. And I think if you can Never. hold that perspective, you can operate through the world recognizing that the majority of your your the judgment you feel is coming from within yeah. not from yeah. outside of yourself and that's an important thing to know and i think that's a perfect segue into the idea just around aging in general because i have previously deeply subscribed to like the idea that like my body shouldn't change i should do anything i can to achieve like looking younger and it's so funny because as i get older I, I'm actually like more content and peaceful than I've ever been. Yeah. And I keep going back to that inter those two internal dials that I talk about here a lot where it's like you're born with this like internal voice that like is turned up to a 10, right? Like babies don't have to like see if you're available to give them food or a diaper chains or just like you're like, doing now it. Now would be good. And then over time that internal dial turns down, the external dial turns up and then we're kind of living for other. And so what's interesting is I see, I can see, I have more consciousness around when I'm getting pulled back into the like external dial of like, oh, well don't, you know, make sure you're, you're, you're doing this or make sure you're mindful of this because aging. And now when I sit with that, I can see how tempting it is to go there, but I can also go back and say, but to be honest with you, I'm happier than I've ever been. Mm -hmm. And so if a lot of those those misconceptions around what aging means like i i actually don't want to go back to when i'm 20 like oh yeah I, no <laughs> i i i feel happier than i've ever been and so this concept that aging is going to be miserable that aging is you know going to make you change the way you look and it's like that's kind of all bullshit like if you really like sit with how you feel and like the deeper that i'm able to connect with that internal dial in myself the more I actually love getting older. So like, I just want to offer, we can, we can look through the lens of like, oh, aging is bad, 
or we can look through the lens of like aging is incredible and I'm going to lean into that. And it's a privilege that not everybody gets to have. And like Ooh. huge, Ooh. Nina. The, <sighs> huge. I'm going to take a couple deep breaths after that one. Yeah, I mean, huge. It's, it's super sad to say that, but not everybody gets the experience of aging, you know? And and we, I would never want to trade, oh, well, I'm still in my 20s. I look like whatever to then not be able to have the experience that I've had in my life, the uh, friendships I've shared, you know, and um I, I don't know. You have so much wisdom. Like when you talk to someone and ask them questions about their life when they've lived a long life, you can get such valuable information. You know, what's funny is that, you know, when you look at um, different societies and cultures, um, a, a lot of older cultures tend to celebrate that, celebrate yes. wisdom. And they put Elders. that person on a pedestal and they want to learn from them and they're passing down that wisdom to future generations. And for some reason in our like it's capitalistic society that's youth obsessed and you know, you know, all this you know, stuff that's just horrible, it's so toxic. We take our most wise people and we shove them in a home and we like yeah. don't talk to them and we don't nurture them. And it's like the saddest thing in the world. It really makes me feel like... Um, we're just not doing ourselves a service of like going to the people who have just done, you know, decades so and decades much. and decades and decades and decades of like personal analysis. And, you know, I've, I've had a handful of experiences of talking to people who are older, who had wisdom and the, the degree of like self-acceptance that those mm. that they have is so much more powerful there. It's like as your clock ticks down, you're like, why am I spending all my time worrying about these things that are not important? Mm -hmm. What is important is my relationships, how I'm showing up in the world, how I'm showing up for myself, like whether I f feel like I'm doing something that feels meaningful or worthy of my time, you know? Yeah. So I think you're just pointing out the idea that I think it's okay that we all question. I think it's important to question like, where are my values? What do I hold reverence and respect for? Mm. Do I hold reverence and respect for looking young? Do I hold reverence and respect for having a certain body type or a certain number on the scale? And like, what is that actually doing for me? And could I have, could I be lent another perspective that would serve me better as I continue on this path of life? And I think all of us have to kind of figure out those things in our own time and in our own journey. And that's why I just want to offer acceptance for whatever people reach for as, as we age, as we, as we connect with ourselves in a more meaningful way. But I think it is okay. And I actually think it's really important to pause and say, what do I actually value? What do I want to give my energy and time to? What have I been trained by the culture to believe? And does that actually serve me? I think those are really important questions. And, I, and it is true. We don't value a lot. Have you guys ever taken those Harvard bias tests? Oh, I yeah. hate those. Yeah. Do you? I, mine said well, they're that really I, informative. They're, in, they're informative. I don't, I don't know how to access them, but there's like a bunch of Harvard did this thing where you could take these tests and it'll show you where your unconscious biases are yeah um and it's it's really insightful and so i just want to say on the side that i highly recommend taking those they, they do it for like around gender for around were you saying age. this because when you took the age one you were more biased towards wanting to connect with people who are older and had more life experience i was laughing because my degrees in child development but i actually i was ageist on the other side i had like a um, preference for the elderly over young children and oh, i was like funny. oh no i'm in the thick of parenting right now <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really, this is really interesting. Um, anyway, I know we're kind of wrapping up on time, so Are I don't we know. There? Yeah, we're already no there. Way. And I kind of just have, like feel okay with, I feel like we said really I, important no, I, things. I haven't even said anything yet. You guys going to have to give no me a talking. few more minutes here. Um, okay. We're going to give you five minutes. Okay. So no, the reason why I, I wanted to talk here is because, you know, one thing that I, I, I try to teach my daughters more than anything else. Uh, and I just try to remember myself is that comparison is the root of suffering. 
right? When we compare what's what, who we are right now and and where we are right now to what we think we should be or what we were before, it's like that just creates so many negative feelings that are completely unnecessary. Like, why are we doing this to ourselves? It's it's just important to recognize whenever we compare ourselves to someone else or even a version of ourselves that is idealized or a memory from the past, it's going to create suffering. And what what helps alleviate that is acceptance for where you're at right now. And I'm mentioning this because you know in my own personal journey towards just being able to appreciate who I am. Um, there are so many times where I had an expectation of myself now based on my experience of the past that um, that was just it's just not going to happen. Right. So like I've had a, a, a bunch of knee injuries. Right. And I remember this last knee surgery, which was only um, almost two years ago. Now I was like, you know, I'm going to recover in the first year. I'm gonna get back to blah, blah, blah. And, you know, as I go through this process, I'm like, wow, I'm not even there yet. And I have to be more patient with it. And I have to be more wise. Like when you're young, you're just like, oh, ignore what this is saying to me. <laughs> you know, like I remember when I first blew that knee out 10 years ago or something, um, my body was saying like, don't do this move. And I was like, shut up, buddy. I'll show you. <laughs> and then boom. Stupid idiot my body. So, yeah, yeah, I ripped my <laughs> knee apart because I didn't listen to my body. And so now I think as I age, I get so much more um, in touch with like, ooh, I'm, I'm listening now, right? Because if I don't listen, I'm going to end up getting hurt. And I'm mentioning this because when I do a lot of these Q&A calls that we do in WeShape, so I get on these Q&A calls, you know, there's 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 people on these calls asking questions about, you know, movements, about the workouts, like how to do things to make the, the you know, just things to make them feel better in their body. And a common theme I see is I was this in high school and college in my 20s, whatever, right? And now I'm this and I'm trying to push through there, everybody's talking about pushing through and trying to become who they once were. And the the common theme I see in this is like, whoa, let's pause on the who we once were mm. and let's recognize that our attempts to push through are actually keeping us stuck. Yeah. We're not making progress because we're thinking we can do things that we can't do yet. And it's it's something I always like to tell people is when when we think about our body as the same way we build a house, if we build a house on sand, it's gonna fall down. And when people push too hard too fast because of this expectation or this comparison against who they think they should be, they're building their house on sand. And what you have to do is the exact opposite of what you think you need to do. You need to do things slower, more patiently, with a lot less effort and a lot more focus and intention so that you can build your house on stone. And when you do that slow process, God, it takes a lot longer to get started but you get to walk forward. You get to make progress forward. And the way I like to visualize this is most people in their uh, fitness and health journey are taking one step forward, one step back. And yeah. a lot of that's due to putting too much pressure on yourself mm. based on the expectations that you have of yourself based on your memories of who you once were or your expectations of who you think you should be. And that just doesn't get you anywhere. I mean, how many decades are we going to take one step, one forward, one, you know, so one forward, one back? So far for me, uh, three. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And then I'm you, in my fourth one. And then yeah. you're like, you're in your fourth decade and you're like, well, why am I still in the same place? You know? Yeah. And it's like, in order to do it, um, to move forward, we have to do something different, right? Mm -hmm. And so instead of taking that one step forward, one step back, like I'm telling everybody, take a quarter step forward mm -hmm. and then get comfortable and then take a quarter step forward and get comfortable. Then take a half step forward, then take a step forward and we can actually make some actual progress. And I'm, I think that you just have to let go of who you once were and who you think you should be. And you need to be a whole lot more patient with yourself. You need to listen to your body a whole lot more. And as you've mentioned as well, uh, it's not just about cultivating this amazing sense of self-confidence like out the gates. Sometimes it's just finding appreciation for your body, yeah. waking mm -hmm. up and saying, uh, 
wow, my body breathed I all night long. I slept the night and I'm awake. Yeah, I'm awake now. What a, what a beautiful gift. Or like, now yeah. I can stand up and walk around. I can or whatever laugh that with my friends. You. I think yeah. my favorite thing that was said today was that it's a privilege to age. It is. Mm. And just sitting and marinating in that and and just dissecting that a little bit, I think is a great place for us to end. I'm sorry that I'm the time police today and I only gave you five minutes. I have a self-care appointment that I'm going to advocate yes. for that if I don't end this, I won't make yes. it. Um, so, but yeah, that, that I really appreciate what you're saying, Tyler, because it is so true um, in, in terms of how we're approaching our, you know, our, our journey with movement and exercise and fitness. And, but I would just love to leave with what Nina said around, uh, it's a privilege to age. And maybe we'll even title, Connor, maybe we'll title the episode uh, uh, that because I just feel like what a perspective. Like if we get anything from this episode, uh, marinating and meditating in it's a privilege to age would be what I would love for people to walk away with. So thank you for that for that wisdom, Nina. Don't know where it came from. I'm sure it's from someone else. <laughs> and uh, well, thank you guys. Uh, don't forget to check us out on uh, social media. We're at WeShape and also at WeShape Podcast. And we will see you next time. Bye, Bye everybody. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening. If you liked and enjoyed our show, please do us a big favor and rate and review it. It really helps people find us and listen to our message and hopefully gain more listeners like yourself. You can also find us at weshape.podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And if anything really resonated with you and you want to reach out to us, please email us at podcast at weshape.com. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's show. Now, before you go, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review. This helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we want to hear from you. So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at weshape.com. And finally, if you want to try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, remember that right now you can sign up for WeShape's Feel Good Challenge and get access to everything WeShape has to offer for free. Just click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com slash challenge to sign up.